everybody, welcome to the 33rd episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And I just want to remind everybody who's been enjoying the podcast to please subscribe on iTunes. Please leave us a review. Uh, show us some love. Let us know your thoughts. And uh, please follow us on all our socials. Apart from being very active on Facebook and on our website, we're also super active on Instagram. Uh, I post on there pretty much daily. And uh, Twitter, occasionally. Intermittently, let's say. So we've got a very exciting announcement for you guys today. MathCore Index is so proud to announce our partnership with Backroom Studios, the premier metal and math core studio, if you will, out there in Rockaway, New Jersey, run by Kevin Antarisian of the Dillinger Escape Plan and Knife the Glitter. They have recorded countless good albums there, from the Dillinger Escape Plan to Knife the Glitter to Circuit of Suns to Inside the Beehives, Drink Bleach, Live Forever. So many classic albums that I love and so many artists that we've covered on this podcast before. And if you book through MathCore Index right now, you can get 10% off your studio fees. So send us an email to mathcoreindex at gmail.com with the subject line MathCore10. And uh, we'll go ahead and get you set up with some studio time with Kevin Antaresian or one of his other fine engineers out there at Backroom Studios in New Jersey. Also, we just did some more shirts. We did our 10th anniversary logo and Anti-44 emblem. So you can find those now in limited quantities on our big cartel. Uh, the last run of 100 shirts sold out in about a week, though, so don't wait too long. I love the concept of the Anti-44. It's great. And, of course, Keith Carlson, our graphic design guy, designed that. Did our flyers for MathCore Index Fest, our original logo. So we're super stoked on that. And then lastly, I just want to remind everyone that MathCore Index Fest 2019 is less than a month away. Uh, July 13th. Excuse me. Yeah, less than six weeks away, actually. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, and it's July 13th at Oakland Metro, featuring Mouth Breather, Meth, Name, Seizures, Standards, Floral, Rob Ford, Explorer, Steak Sauce Mustache, Sar, Freighter, and Half Slug. Tickets are $25, doors at 2 p.m., show at 3 p.m., and I'll put all that in the uh, link description at the bottom for you. It is an all-ages show. Pretty stoked on that. Hell yeah. Um, no more 21 and up bullshit. Yeah. That, is, that uh, is my vow to you that we will not do another 21 and up show. I think the best thing about Oakland Metro, uh, location has two stages, um, also has a full functioning bar too, and it is all ages. Um, a lot of space for uh, merch. Yeah, so old heads can drink. Yeah, dude. I mean, just it's, it's, uh, it's uh, I think it was the, the go-to uh, spot around here. Absolutely. Yeah, I wasn't trying to do anything that was in San Francisco. Oakland just is where the, the better shows are at, unquestionably, right now. So everybody rent that van, get the get the, get the the crew together, and uh, come see us. Yes, we will both be there. So, first we're going to talk about Sinza. Sinza are a three-piece chaotic screamo band from Portland, Oregon. Uh, you could also call it Black and Two, I suppose. They released their first EP in 2015, another in 2016, a couple splits in 2017, and uh, they just released their new full-length album, Even a Worm Will Turn, and it is, without a doubt, one of the best albums of the year. Holy fuck. Uh, this thing, uh, man, everybody knows out there, if we if you listen to the podcast, uh, I, I love the fuck out of Screamo. Um, that, that late 90s, uh, Jerome's Dream, Josh Fit for Battle, just amazing, high-pitched uh, Screamo. Um... On that note, saying uh, Jerome's Dream, Joshua for Battle, uh, Jerome's Dream is actively coming back and have taken quite a long time to release their uh, <laughs> album. Mm-hmm. They've been able to print out Which fucking... they crowdfunded, I think. Yeah, been able to print out a bunch of goddamn merch, but not a goddamn album yet. But uh, I honestly got to tell you, um, the new Jerome's Dream is kind of going towards what they left with, that more kind of talky vocals. Uh, Senza is really kind of picking up where Jerome's Dream left off fucking 20 years ago almost. Yes. And I am not in no way saying Senza is doing Jerome's Dream. I'm just telling you that Senza is fucking doing awesome late 90s screamo, and you all need to understand that. It is fucking really good. Uh, Christian and I saw them at the Honey Hive gallery uh, maybe six, seven months back, mm-hmm. something It weird. was enchanting. I think it was back in January. Fuck, didn't know who the fuck they were, and it turned out I was already jamming them on Spotify. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... Uh, th- and. For them to come out with um, a full length like this, uh, it was just like when the Heads Are Zeros came out with their full length before they they defunct, you know? Mm -hmm. It was just so nice to have fucking 12, 13, 14 tracks of just amazing screamo. Fury. And this is, this almost transcends that because it's, I feel like at times it really does broach the mathcore label. There's, uh, there's some really interesting very technical and chaotic elements to this music that oh, there's could some... fully be described as such. Yeah, dude, absolutely. There's definitely the math core side in there. There's just the switch-ups and everything, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, it's great. It's just, um... Their live performance, too, is is excellent. They are all unmiked. Um... They were unmiked! 
mic. Yeah. Right there on mic. I forgot. <laughs> very, uh, very great performance. Excellent performance. Once again, that, that the, the Screamo thing. Just going back to that. Go watch old Screamo. You're gonna if you go watch old school like Neil Perry videos, motherfuckers were not mic'd most of the time. If the if the room if they were playing in a room, there was ultimately no mics. Uh, didn't Quentin do that once or twice in Antarctica as well? Oh, with, a number of your, times. Yeah. yeah, house shows. I don't think he ever actually used a mic. Screamo. He's like holding an unplugged mic at one point in that video that you probably seen. But yeah, that gold mic. Uh, but uh, anyways, um, uh, just to wrap it all up in a nice little bow for myself. I fucking love Senza. I love this shit. This is amazing. It's so good. I wrote a, a pretty shining review on them as well on our website, so you can go to mathcoreindex.com and read that. Yeah, just track by track. This is. This is one of the best albums of the year for sure. It's it's practically perfect for what it is, really. Yep. Uh, really cheap vinyl. They got like twelve, thirteen dollar vinyl going on right now for this mm-hmm. record. So it's, yeah, it's, it's twelve dollars. Fucking baller. I just wanted to quickly give you my, my one soundbite from that review, and that is overall this is masterfully executed screamo in the vein of Jerome's Dream, Orchid, Page Ninety Nine, Joshua Fit for Battle. And uh, what's even more impressive is that this band is able to stand shoulder to shoulder with those artists compositionally, providing a measured and mature listening experience that will please even satellite or adjacent fans of the genre. There is something about this very high-pitched screamo, though, that um, I feel some people might not grab. But this, 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 this frantic, almost like Girl Scout, like being attacked vocal range is something that I've always loved, and it's just this. It's it's screamo at its finest. Yeah, I feel. there's a lot of uh, anxiety and uh, sort of urgency to this record for sure. And, and at one point, there's that interlude track that is like someone like running in the rain through the woods or something, and it just really gives you that feeling like you're being pursued. Um, I will. I'm gonna do everybody a solid out there that is enjoying Senza. I don't want to keep like listing other bands and everything, but just other than we kept seeing uh, a Jerome's Dream. But, I mean, if you guys are really into this, like, high pitch frantic screamo... That would, might be the one divisive quality is the vocals, I think. I would highly... That's where you're going with Jerome's Dream. I mean, I would highly suggest checking out two, two bands that existed, like, 20 years ago when they were two. Uh, In Loving Memory. Mm-hmm. Um, gonna be really hard to find, but it's dual male and female vocals. Best way to do that would possibly just go on YouTube for In Loving Memory. But then also, Love Lost But Not Forgotten. And I'm specifically talking about so their, their self... Not... Uh, yeah, their self titled the first one the that blue cover fucking that is that is not only dual vocal that is two guitarists the bassist and the drummer also being mic'd that means the whole fucking band is mic'd that's nuts so anyways um just taken away from that just check out those two if you guys are into senza so what were your favorite tracks from this album Eva? Ooh, you asked me that question this time <laughs> um honestly uh i wanted to go between imposter or i wanted to do uh, american robin but i would like to say american robin i kept going back the most dude that is my my favorite track hands down That's american why we're robin. friends bud because it has the most like mathcore-esque elements to it that three song stretch of american robin um, imposter and sentience i think is so good and, and american robin kind of like serves as the primer for that it, yep. that's like that's more than halfway through the album, too, by the way. So this album does not lose steam. It, it just, I mean, the first track is a little bit atmospheric, but track two, Born of Dirt, hits super hard, like, immediately. But track one... It was like panic chords. Track one, I mean, the song is t- entitled Tunnel Vision, and if you listen, it's like, it's amazing because they're also going into that, like, like screaming down the hallway frantic like thing and then he's like doing that talky thing too i mean that's still that goes right back to and that a lot of it over like, blast beats he, which is so black metal-esque you know but that that, that talky thing in the middle with the with this just the it, i know it is, i know exactly so what you're referring fucking late 90s screamo just like senza <laughs> i don't know how we're old repeating you guys, ourselves here dude now. i don't know how old you guys are but you're probably in your 20s so i mean i don't i just want to know when you where you guys got this because this is just amazing and you're really striking a chord for me so yeah thank you for this same seas boom So we're going to listen to American Robin, which is track six from Even a Worm Will Turn, and that came out May 28th via Zegama Beach and Middleman Records on cassette and 12-inch vinyl, which I highly suggest you go snag because that vinyl is only 12 bucks. So that is is absurdly cheap. That is a dollar an inch, people. Do the math. (laughs) (laughs) And you know your boy definitely got one. All right, here we go.
All right, so that was Sinza, American Robin, and that's uh, track six from their new album, Even a Worm Will Turn, which came out back in May via Zegama Beach Records and Middleman Records, which you can get on cassette and 12-inch final, and I'll try to link that in the bio for you. And you know what I did, Levi, after writing that review? Hmm. I listened to that album again. Uh, and then you did it again, didn't you? Like the first day, the first day it released, you did it three times in the morning? Yeah, I did, but I'm talking about the day that I wrote the review for the album. I, I Not only did I listen to it several times before writing the album and while writing the album, but right after I was done listening and writing the review, I listened to the album again. Amazing. <laughs> Truly amazing. It has that much replay value. Just certain seg- uh, segments get stuck in my head, in particular that that like sort of middle passage from American Robin. Well, and the album tears through so fast too. You're, I mean, by the end of it, you're like, Oh, what the fuck? Oh, that was good. Okay. Well, it, it's I'm a starting lot of content and it's diverse. It's a very well balanced, measured listening experience. Super good. So next we're going to talk about remorse. Mm. Remorse are a hardcore mathcore band from Indiana. They just released their debut EP, Giving Up in Life's Torment last month, but they actually started back in 2017 with a demo, if I recall correctly, which uh, Levi and I sort of went back and forth about covering and ultimately decided not to because it was a demo. I think basically the only demo that we've ever covered on this podcast actually was CU Space Cowboys, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we yeah we rarely touch on the demos. I mean, yeah. Th- I think yeah. that was about the only occasion. Yep. Um, I remember Remorse, uh, and I gotta say, Remorse, you have cleaned yourselves up quite a bit. I mean, it's pretty we, fucking crazy. Yeah, we've been anticipating. Uh, my my point being is that we've been anticipating this release for a long time. Yep. Uh, and I do I do like that you went. I guess you went back to your band camp and you cleaned that shit up. So I guess like you know you guess guys. Yes, the, the demo was removed, so yep. it's hard for me to determine when exactly that was. But yeah. Pretty sure it was 2017. Uh, so anybody out there, you know, it's a Remorse lowercase with that period at the end. I think that's really fucking tight. That's a little more new metal kind of style of it. meth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just like meth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but yeah, man, uh, it's, this is some really awesome, just chaotic, just metalcore, just like mathy. It's dark, heavy. It's fucking all over the very, place, man. Very, heavy. Very uh, frustrated, you know, mm-hmm. um, just that in vain of like that, just, you know, in, in, in vain of vain, mm-hmm. uh, knocked loose, uh, you know, even like end, you know, uh, fucking it's awesome, man. Yeah. It's, there's huge breakdowns, kind of mosh moments. They don't really, they, they don't skip on like the tech, like more technical bits as well. There's a lot of panic chords, uh, harsh vocals, but there's also, you know, occasionally like clean interludes and spoken word parts, which sort of nicely balances out things. Mm-hmm. Track six is actually a perfect example because it shows some like sort of maturity and restraint from the band. They don't just like immediately jump into the breakdowns, but there's like a sort of an extended sort of like somber yet strangely relaxing introduction, and they like hold off until like the final minute to like pummel you again, but. Oh, but when you do jump into the breakdowns, mm-hmm. I sure do enjoy it. I mean, since Levi jumped into the uh, comparisons like a minute and a half ago, I'll go yeah, ahead I, and... <laughs> immediately I went in there, didn't I? Yeah, <laughs> they uh, they definitely remind me of Code Orange. I, I feel like there's a lot of that sound that's sort of becoming oh, more yeah. more prevalent right now in this new generation of chaotic hardcore bands like Chamber, like Shame, Boom. and even CU Space Cowboy. To speak of them again. And uh, speaking of such things, Jonah of Wrist Meat Razor and Second Grade Knife Fight actually did the art to this release. Another degree of separation there. There's something that's really nice and digestible about seven tracks. I don't know why I like that number as far as just like when I'm looking at an album. That's totally it arbitrary. I yeah, don't know why yeah. you feel that way. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I, uh, with something like this, um, honestly, uh, with Senza, uh, they have a, lo- uh, a few more tracks. Uh, it's a little faster, you know, but these guys... Um, yeah, I don't know what it is. Uh, I, I I like just the, the 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 balance of just like not a lot of uh, tracks on this album. Yeah, this is a good this is a good solid EP. Yep, uh, that's that's kind of where I was going with that. Um, I I actually had it is you know would you consider this an EP? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it, some of the tracks are like three or four minutes long, but you know when it when it when it at least doesn't clear like twenty five minutes like solidly. I would consider that more of an EP. Oh, it's a good rule to go by. I like that. It's a solid one. I mean, one. you wouldn't want to. I mean, technically, uh, an EP, when you print it to 7-inch, a 7-inch final record, can usually only be like 7 minutes per side maximum at um, 45 RPM, right? So yeah. that that really truly embodies like the, what a real EP is. We define what an EP and an LP is based on those physical mediums, those physical constraints. You know, because any, any, any like more length on it, it'll start to sound pretty bad. The grooves will be... Um, I think too too small or whatever. Yeah, too close or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Clearly, we are not experts on vinyl. Negatory, not at all. <laughs> uh, but uh, I own a record label. Barely know how it's done. <laughs> 
if you if you put a gun to my head, told me to explain how vinyl is made, I wouldn't be able to fucking tell you the first thing about it. <laughs> You're so stupid. I just know that I know the terminology, and I know that I pay for it. <laughs> um. All right, now I'm gonna turn it around and ask you this time, man. What, uh, what's your favorite track on this seven uh, track uh, release? You know what? I actually didn't mark a favorite track to be honest with you. Man, Paranoia was my fave. It's like right in the middle there. Is um, it track three? Yeah, I believe it's track three. You know, one last thing, one critique I wanted to offer the band is overall, I really did enjoy the CP, uh, but I noticed that they're charging a dollar a song for digital. Oh, Christian, get at them. Do it. This, I'm about to, to hit my, <laughs> put on the clinic, my, my classic rant about band camp here. Christian just put his old man glasses on and point the, <laughs> hiked up his pants a little bit. It was weird how he did that. Yeah. <laughs> I was really uh, triggering some old heads the other day with this whole concept, but I think that a dollar a song with no option for physicals is just a bit too much for digital. And I think that they might enjoy a bit more success on Bandcamp if they maybe just lowered their price just a little bit. A more socialist price point, this is like my classic quote here, a more socialist price point will garner more transactions and more transactions will increase your visibility. And I'm sure as you all know by now, we are huge proponents of Bandcamp and the name your own price function, which still allows you to charge a dollar amount but still receive that um, still allow the the customer to pay more if they so wish. Dude, get this. That Bandcamp thing too, like you've mentioned before, guys, it sh- if I buy the song and Christian buys the song, they were both on there. You sh- you, it shows that Christian and I bought the song and we're supporting it on Bandcamp specifically. I and mean, having a lot of supporters, a robust supporter base is, is good on Bandcamp. It don't hurt. Mm. And just to sort of finish that thought, it, uh, uh, you know, people will surprise you with, I have to look at my notes there, uh, people will surprise you with their generosity. You know, they might very well actually just give you more money than you were expecting. That, that hap- I can't tell you how many times that has happened. At least, I would say like 40% of transactions on the Bandcamp pages that I've run, like, you know, the name your own price function has been utilized a lot, like almost half, half the transactions. So, uh, my, this is my challenge to all of our listeners who play in bands, which is I'm, I'm sure almost all of you. Try lowering your prices a bit and see if it doesn't bring more traffic and transactions to your band camp. That was good. That was good. I mean, honestly, and whoever doesn't agree, it's like, yeah, I get it. I mean, you I mean, you put your time in. No, I and if it. you're mad about what I'm saying, you're probably charging too much for your music online. <sighs> yeah, not even sorry about that. Um, but anyway, yes, Paranoia. <laughs> <laughs> track fucking slaps. So we're going to listen to Paranoia, which is track three from Remorse's new album, giving up in life's torment and that came out on May 16th of 2019 here we go Yeah! 
right, so that was Paranoia by Remorse, and that's off their new album, Giving Up in Life's Torment, which came out on May 16th. So next we're going to talk about Heavy Meta. Heavy Meta are a progressive metal math quartet from Lowell, Massachusetts, where uh, Mouth Breather and George Orwell, the musical are from, actually. Talked about George Orwell pretty recently, I think, too. Was that last episode? No. Uh, wait, was it? I yeah, think it was. It was, yeah. It makes sense, because they could kind of gig with George Orwell, the musical, based on this sound, actually. And I could see... I could uh, actually... uh, Episode 31. Okay. Uh, two, two episodes ago. <laughs> He's got his notes already. Yep. Um, I could say a lot of the same things about this band that I could about the, um, the other, uh, in terms of just a, a great blend of prog and math core and just great grooves. What sort of sets them apart, though, I think, is this uh, that they really lean into sass with those kind of like scathy highs, huh? Nailed it. Nailed yeah, it. The vocals, that, yep. the vocals are like really high-pitched and shrill the, most of the time. Scathy is like the fucking word, man. It is fucking awesome. Um, I really I don't know what the fuck is up with this bass player, but I just love the bass in this. There's a lot of comments online about the bass tone. I, yeah, I, I saw that. Sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, Heavy Meat was probably my favorite track. Uh, nice, just good, strong seven-minute track. All four tracks are fucking like what plus five minutes, plus four minutes or whatever. I yeah. Mean, God damn it, it's a ride. But 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 that seven-minute track, Heavy Meat, it's a nice little ride there. I like it. It is. I, you know, I, I really love the fact that every one of these songs are, are massive too. They and back to what we were just talking about. Um, they, you know, four dollars seems pretty goddamn fair actually when you break it down like that because they really do there's a lot of fucking there's a lot of content on the CP you know it's 26 minutes long yep I would pay $4 for dollars for 26 minutes is pretty good that's a full length album by my definition loosely wow yeah I was gonna say I'd be paying $4 if you could slam these four tracks onto an EP I and mean, we're, not, you know we're not talking we're not talking acoustic interludes or any like bullshit there's no filler yeah there's there's no filler thank you yep. that, that's that's the terminology I was looking for here um so yeah, really high pitched vocals. It kind of reminds me of the vocalist of Genghis Tron and the Armed too. It was all over. That's why I just said it was just a ride, man. I fucking I loved it. It was really good. I mean, once again, I I'm I, I like that it, with the 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 size of the songs. It's only four tracks. Really just digestible. Really nice for me. I guess once again, doesn't really man, matter much, but I like it. And you know what else I really love about this album is that there's just the fact that every track has just like this dancey kind of like progriff. I mean, I really do mean dance too. There's a ton of, like a ton of booty shaking moments on this record for sure. Yeah. It's got this feel good rock kind of feel to it. Um, yeah. Well done with this groove overall groove of this album, I guess, you know, it's kind of like, um, <laughs> this is sort of since we're jumping to our comparisons here. Uh, and it wouldn't be Math Core Index if we didn't give you an FFO, obviously. <laughs> they reminded me a lot of newer bands who are sort of borrowing from the vocabulary of BT Bam and Sixth, again, like George Orwell, um, as well as, like, already established... We already established that, though, earlier. But, um, like, Freighter, Orchid. Remember Orchid will be covered from India? Oh, yes. The Guts, to a lesser extent, which makes subject in the sense of sass because I feel like that band also kind of sounds like the Blood Brothers, too, kind of. Um, so how is that for a wild correlation? This is like sass goes gent, basically. Yeah, you had a different, yeah, you kind of went off there, but I like that. Good, <laughs> made sense. Yeah, again, making some wild correlations there. but And it's not really truly gent either. That's sort of a misused onomatopoeia, not a genre tag. So we're going to listen to Fly on the Wall of Your Skull, which is track one from their self-titled EP, which is actually a full length in its own right. Uh, given, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it, again, four tracks for... Uh, four dollars but 26 minutes long I, I can again i can i think that's my that could possibly be justifiable um so anyway now that i've successfully managed to backtrack on everything i said earlier i'm going to go ahead and just tell you when it came out which is may 10th and say here we go <laughs>
<laughs> I love that riff so much. Amazing. It's so fucking catchy. It just gets stuck in my head. Um, so that was Fly on the Wall of Your Skull, which is track one from Heavy Meta's new self-titled EP. And that just came out back in May. Uh, so next we're going to listen to Letterbomb AD. Letterbomb AD are a hardcore deathcore band from Australia. Kind of chaotic hardcore, if you will. And uh, according to their Facebook, it says they started back in 2011. But as near as I can tell, they only have one release, their new self-titled EP, which they, again, put out um, last month. And uh, maybe, they went the, maybe they went the remorse route, like dropped uh, everything, cleaned it up. I Who guess. Knows? Maybe I mean, maybe that might explain the name, you know, the AD tag. I was sort of curious about oh, that. Oh, hey. I mean, like, it might explain why, you know, it was founded in 2011, but there's no previous existing recordings to be found online. Get back at us, Letter Bomb. Yeah, did you guys have a falling out with a previous member? Let us know. Give us the skinny. Give us the dirt. <laughs> What's up? What's good? What's happening? Talk to me. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to just speculate at this point, because that's exactly what we're doing. But, <laughs> um, So anyway, they, they self-describe as mathcore, but this is more like heavy dissonance sort of chaotic brand of hardcore and deathcore. I was going to say some deathcore right there. Mm. Um, kind of like that left to vanish kind of feel in a way I feel sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to play time signature police here, but um, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily describe them as mathcore. I guess that's all I'm saying. Yep. It's definitely more deathcore leaning. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it will actually please both fans of mathcore and deathcore because some of the we're not the gatekeepers of this sound you know yeah. I, I like letter bomb ad sound it's super heavy tons of breakdown panic chords and Dual just, vocals yeah just nasty vocals yep. and it actually reminded me of ion d and tony danza um but more often than not i was actually reminded of other like nasty aussie deathcore like the red shore and thy art is murder yep and the former actually had a little bit of technical flair too so i think that comparison kind of makes more sense so levi what track did you like Damn, dude. Um, honestly, uh, I believe uh, a Ford Death was. I mean, I know mm. the, the music video for it, but um, I think that's the most convincing song. Fucking starts off strong. It's catchy, man. Yep. Perfect. So we're gonna listen to a Ford Death, which is track one from Litter Bomb AD's new self-titled album, uh, and that came out on May fifth of twenty nineteen. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah! 
All right, so that was Afford Death by Letterbomb AD, and that's off their new album, which just came out back in May. And I'll try to link that music video for you in the description as well. So next we're going to talk about the 21st Agenda. The 21st Agenda are a math core band from Alberta, Canada, and they started back in 2014, releasing their debut uh, EP in 2016, and now they're back with their self-titled full-length album, so they were also kind enough to send me, uh, send me rather, and I actually just got a chance to listen to it prior to recording this podcast yesterday. I haven't got to listen to the full uh, album yet. I'll be honest. Um, I will speak of my 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 confusion here. Uh, I listened to your two singles though, uh, track one, um, and the last track of your album. Um, I just find it very interesting that you guys your two singles like I understand like doing the first like one or two or three songs you're like oh yeah that's the strong one but then to release the second single as your last track it's and your and your album's like fucking like eight or nine tracks long or something like that so you there's know? A- the only reason I know this though is because I on Bandcamp it shows me those songs you know like if you were to premiere just two songs I guess technically you're just tricking me then which is this was fine because I don't I don't need to worry about that but it hurts my fucking brain is that I'm accessing the first song and the last song before I listen to the full album, I'm like, wow, I am missing out on basically everything here. Like, I'm just kind of, I don't know, it hurts my soul a little bit, and that's all I want to say. <laughs> I, I can understand exactly where you're coming from. It sort of has, it's like hearing the beginning and the end of a movie, perhaps, maybe. Is that what 21st Agenda means? You hurt my soul? What's going on here? <laughs> um, but what's in between, though, is is really quite good, though. This is, this is a good album. Um, they sort of... You know, they, so the 21st Agenda play hardcore that could definitely also be described as mathcore in a very true sense. This is real mathcore. Smoke weed every day. Uh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, but the, the payoff for uh, most of their songs is almost kind of delayed. Like, they, they do, uh, they have like a sort of a love for these sort of extended introductions. Uh, and, and in that way, they kind of like make you wait for those more mathcore moments instead of just depositing them. Um, in the beginning, they deposit like more sensitive and gentle moments up front. Damn. That's kind of almost a more of a post-rock approach. I think they kind of identify with that sort of a bit. I describe them as post-rock, I would say. Yeah, they you have know? a lot of those moments that are just like that. And, um, Damn, that was a really good review there, dude. That was, yeah. Thank that you. Yeah, yeah. you know, I feel like they're, they're utilizing that formula pretty heavily on this album. Like Almost all of their songs are like that. Um, so, it, again, it does seem like there's a formula there, but... Um, I don't want to say that's working against them, but to be honest, uh, I've seen their first album around and I tried to give it a chance on a number of occasions and I could never get into it because it didn't immediately grab me. And um, of course there are tracks that do just sort of jump into the action more. It's not like every track is like that, but for whatever reason, I didn't ultimately give this band a thorough enough listen until yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's when I finally got a chance to listen to the whole new album. Um, And... You know, however, despite I think the fact that there's there's some tracks that take a bit longer to pay off compared to others, there are some really great moments on this record. Totally fucking agree, dude. Absolutely. Like those first three tracks, I know you didn't listen to track two or three, but there there's some really great moments in both of those. And um, yeah, there, there's some there's some ripping moments that, that are really fun and do thoroughly grab my attention. Christian just made me want to jam this album as soon as I leave here, man. Holy shit. It's good, man. Like there's uh, <laughs> naturally there's an interlude track which. I, I don't care for it, but you know that's. I just don't think it occupies any useful space on the album. But you probably know that by now. I'm not much of a fan on meandering, sleeping, you know, sleepy passages. We already talked about that earlier in this episode. But um, you know, every album needs something to break it up, I suppose, too. So, <laughs> you know, there are honestly a lot of moments in this record that are, are very Converge or even almost Dillinger. Um, something in that the guitar tone also kind of reminds me of like Drive Time Commute and the Guts. You know, <laughs> I think they're playing on tellies, maybe telecasters so um what's my favorite track well i mean like what's your I mean, favorite do track we, do we get, well do we get to do we get to play it or do we have to play one of the singles we're now? gonna That's premiere we're gonna premiere a new song i'm glad you asked levi i'm sorry i gave you that sass i i it's okay it's all right <laughs> can i go now <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh yeah we're gonna premiere a track um we arranged with them to premiere track three which is called vermin and that's off their new self-titled full length which comes out june 21st Here we go. I'm stepping off this flesh Falling 
Alright, so that was Vermin by the 21st Agenda, and that's off their brand new full-length album, which comes out on June 21st. And uh, very happy to premiere that, because that is a really good track. And actually, that kind of reminded me a bit of, uh, of Seizures while we were listening to that. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, like the, 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 the vocals and the guitars. Yeah, Christian said it, and it like struck a chord in my head. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, absolutely. Really reminding me of Seizures, for sure. You mean the Seizures that's playing Math Core Index Fest 2019? Ooh, the very same. Ah, I was just double-checking. Good. That's good. <laughs> All right. Um, so next, we're going to talk about Bath. Bath are a hardcore band from Provo, Utah. Uh, they're a new band. They just released their debut self-titled album. And they play, again, hardcore, but very post-hardcore, leaning, very angular. Um, you could certainly describe it as mathcore as well. But moreover, they just have that, what I think we could all agree on, is the Utah sound. That the angular sound always m- just makes me mm-hmm. lean right toward the math mathcore immediately. I don't mm-hmm. know why. It's like that, that Gaza thing going on, the cult very. leader thing, you know. I think there's just something about the religious pres- oppression in that state that just really nurtures angry yet complex underground music like this. We kind of had the same conversation, I think, when we were talking about Hemwick. Um, but, you know, as much as Bath utilizes anger, there's also a very good use of space and atmosphere on this record, too. So, did you notice that... Um, so, it's four, uh, there's four guys in the group. Uh, this recording, the recording of this album is kind of interesting. If you look at the, at the notes on their band camp, um, it shows that um, it seems that this uh, individual who was their original vocalist, um, no longer their vocalist, uh, Matt uh, Parkin, um, was, was apparently um, not as the John band. John Parkin. No. That's, guys, that's why we're no. coincidence. Yeah, uh, Matt Parkin uh, was, the band describes, was instrumental in in the formation of uh, uh, of this band and of this album and everything. So this guy basically, it seems that your ex-vocalist was like a big part in forming this record. Um, if you guys could really clear up like what you mean on your band camp, but it seems that like what I'm reading, your ex-vocalist still had a say in this album and how it was written and everything. So get back to us because I find that very interesting. Hmm. I did not read that. Yeah, check that shit out, dude. Um, but anyway, uh, as I was saying, I feel like this is a really like diverse, um, sort of like, I want to say balanced again, but they're just moments that are g- genuinely transcending hardcore that are like very like post-hardcore leaning. It's like kind of uh, eclectic, if you will. They're really not afraid to experiment on this record. And for, you know, for that reason, I would first and foremost compare them to Botch, who effectively, I think, sort of influenced this Utah sound as we know it. <laughs> Word. I mean... Gaza and Cult Leader, both clearly influenced by Botch and Converge, so I think it's safe to say that influence has spread massively in the western United States, um, quite a bit in the UK too, and to add a, a newer comparison, Feral Lux, I think they're kind of on the same tip, although perhaps just a bit angrier maybe. So we're going to listen to Open Hands, which is track two from Bath's self-titled album, and that came out on April 12th. Here we go. <laughs>
Alright, so that was Open Hands by Bath, and that's track two from their new self-titled album, which came out back in April. So I guess that about wraps it up for the 33rd episode of MathCast, but before we go here, just want to quickly plug those couple things one more time for you. Please subscribe on iTunes, leave us some love, leave us a review. We've got uh, new shirts on our big cartel, so go check those out if you want to get fitted. Uh, and, of course, Math Index Fest 2019, less than six weeks out, July 13th, Oakland Metro, Mouth Breather Meth, Name, Seizures, Standards, Floral, Rob Ford Explorer, Steak Sauce Mustache, Sarah Freighter, and Half Slug, 25 bucks. It's 11 bands for 25 bucks. Um, doors at 2 p.m., show at 3 p.m., and you can find that all in the description. So we really hope to see all of you there. So with that, I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And we'll be back next month with some more sick underground bands. Good night, and stay beautiful. <laughs>